Welcome to the Enterprise Excellence Podcast, where our purpose is to help create a better future. Learn from our world's experts how to improve your organization sustainably. Learn how to achieve and sustain an excellence journey for yourself, others, and the planet. I'm your host, Brad Jennings, coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. Welcome to episode 13 of the Enterprise Excellence Podcast. I'm so pleased to have with us on this episode, Willie Winyards, a teacher of over 44 years and founder of EduScrum and co-creator of Light Schools. Willie is passionate about building trust, freedom, teamwork, engagement, and personal development in the classroom. Willie has focused his career on developing the classroom of the future for our generations to come. Willie, through his work with EduScrum, has defined a way to bring the best practices of Agile that so many of our largest organisations have used to create high-achieving, innovative cultures to the classroom. I'm so looking forward to this conversation and learning from Willie. Let's get into the podcast. Thank you, Willie, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you that you invited me. It was a nice call. We had yesterday and today, okay, we go and get to the podcast and let's go. Thanks, Willie. Willie, I'm keen to go right back. What initially brought you into teaching? You've been a teacher for 44 years. What initially got you into teaching? Now, initially, um, I always loved children. But uh, when I uh, going into the study, I studied uh, chemistry. And when, uh, when I was finished with chemistry teaching, I don't like chemistry anymore. So I stopped with chemistry. I, I was finished with my uh, degrees. And uh, then I'm looking for a new job. So I started to go working on a school to come in contact with the students. That is what I love. And then I feel I find my passion. I love children. I can educate them. And then I use chemistry only as a tool to be involved with the students. Wow. So it's a deep, deep passion for being able to help and educate the younger generation. Yeah, that was for me the... the, the, the the most important point when I see students, little kids from between 11 and 18 or 19 years old, I see them grow as a person. And that is what I love to do. And that, that is also my passion in my work. It is not about chemistry. It is about see the grow, see the grow of the students, how they, how they perform, how they, how they develop themselves, how they get the best out of it. And what I do for that, I give them a safe environment in my classroom yeah that's that's impressive that's a really just cause Willie what do you believe is most important in education today and how's it changed since your early days in teaching that's a good question Uh, when I look back uh, after 44 years for me it doesn't change much uh, because I always trust my students always Uh, I never give homework (laughs) when I started in the beginning I never give homework and, uh, and with Ediscrum, uh, the homework, what I don't give either, the students give it by themselves. So uh, I, I didn't change a lot. In the beginning, I don't talk my first classes. I don't talk about chemistry. I say, I talk about who are you, who I am, what I expecting you from me, what I expecting I from you. So that is the discussion, the first lesson. I talk about safe environment. I talk about trust. And the most important thing, I love freedom. And I love, I love freedom and I believe fully in trust. Trust is for me the highest uh, value, yeah, for me the highest value in the world, in, in relationship, in, student, in students, 
and of course give them freedom to learn what they want to learn wow so these are these have been tenants that you tenants that you've had in your career from the beginning yeah that is that is for me a normal thing and a normal human being thing yeah that's neat willie what how did you get involved with agile and, and scrum what brought you into that sphere that's also a nice story. <laughs> in 2011, I was on a barbecue <coughs> with a friend of mine and some family, and uh, we drinking beer. And uh, one of my friends talked talk about he had just the whole company of um, uh, uh, his company was trained by Jeff Sutherland, and uh, the whole company, 150 people, get a training for two days in, in Scrum. <coughs> so, and the guy he uh, explained me on an H4 paper. Uh, how a flip works, how, how Scrum works, and uh, I was, he get my interest in it. I think that could be a very good way to make the work the students do transparent. <clears throat> and that was also my, one of my biggest impediments. How can you uh, guide, how can you support the students without controlling them, and also to control them, but not in the controlling way, but in an open, transparent way. And I didn't find a tool yet uh, what makes it very uh, transparent and for me uh, the scrum flip looked very great for me and i started in september 2011 with one class as a tryout it was students of 12 years old and that what happens in that class it happens a kind of a kind of magic the students were more engaged they are enjoying coming into the class i give them a lot of freedom <coughs> and, and 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 space so, and what happens there was yeah, almost incredible. It's not to say it was awesome, awesome, awesome. No, it was really a big change. And uh, six, six, weeks, six weeks later, I started to, uh, to, to get it more to three other classes. And when that happens, I uh, add also one extra class. And when I, I worked with four classes at that time, yeah, and then... Um, I, I add also four extra classes. And then uh, for me, it was a lot of jumping into the deep, but the dynamics was great. And I lost my control of my students, of course, but I get the control back because they put their work on the flip and I show what they are doing. To do busy done and this kind of stuff. And that I, it was clear to me. And one of the students say, uh, when they had, so I had to do the performance as an example. Uh, first class students, 12 years old, work as a team. <coughs> and the, the students say, uh, I asked the students, uh, you know, next week, you have to do the, do the, the end presentations. And they say to me, really, we are in charge, not you. We know what to do. So uh, please let us work. So that was also confronting for me. And there was only students of 12 years old. And that wow. is, was what I had to learn to get them, get them let them loose, trust what they are doing. And that what is a the, big... What were the big outcomes you saw, Willie? Like, I'm keen to go deeper into how you implemented it and what you did, what it looks like. But what were some of the big outcomes that you saw from prior to bringing Scrum and Agile into the classroom to after those first four classrooms were up and running? What I see that the students are joining and working together as they have fun. 
they are dependent on each other, they are talking with each other in another way. But I also see that uh, the students, uh, <coughs> uh, that I have to tell something before, when I make teams, I make teams out of, uh, uh, based on different qualities. So a team must have different qualities together in one team. And I don't choose the teams, the, cho the teams will be chosen by the teams by themselves, but with, with the criteria, there must be a mixed team for boys and girls, that's one. When there is no problem, sometimes there are cultural problems, but when there is a mixed team for boys and girls, <coughs> and another point is that uh, every, uh, as much as possible qualities and skills must be in the team. So that was all. And then they choose that team, and they go going to work. And one of the retrospectives is not only on the project, on the product, subject, or product, what they have to deliver. That is a scrum way, but my way of retrospective is also about that personal development and the team development. What do they discover by themselves? And what do they discover within the team? And what do they learn from each other? But that was my uh, one of the retrospectives what I used. And also questions about, do you, trust, do you have trust in yourself? Or do you trust in your teammates? And I can tell you, students are very open and honest to give uh, reply to them. Well, so you've got this real system of review happening as well as actually the kids being in teams and executing their own teaching and development through teamwork. Yeah. Will you put, and the put, teamwork is also about the teamwork. I explain why teamwork is so important. Not do the trick from about, uh, about mix, make mixed teams and then go on to work. Now I explain why. And I don't explain it. I talk with them about why is teamwork so important? So there's a discussion. And it takes time. So with this teamwork and make it, make it in a kind of a negotiation talk with the students, they become owner. So I'm not the boss anymore of the students. I am a coach for them. And we are on the same level. And that is what I think that is what students feels that I don't order them. I give them an assignment and they can work at their own pace. And of course, there are also students in the beginning who don't like it or students who are too lazy, but that will resolve in time that because the students don't accept lazy students in that team. What is normally when you make teams before, before Scrum, we had teams where students doesn't work, mostly girls and some boys are working very hard and one or two boys, mostly good boys, Sorry for the discrimination, but the mostly mostly they are a little lazy, and uh, within the team and with the, with the reflection in within the team, they become transparent. They become transparent too. Wow, that's that's amazing. So it becomes self-governing in a way. It must be a yeah. lot better for the children, but also for the teacher. I've known a number yeah. of teachers in my life, and it's not an easy job. Uh, it is for me. An easy job, but I can imagine that it is a very hard, hard, hard job. Uh, uh, why is for me easy? Because I love my kids and I want to see the grow in my kids. And that is what I do. I teach chemistry because it is in the curriculum. I must educate them to the exams, this kind of stuff that I have, that I have to do. But the way how I do it is through their personal interest. I ask them. What is interest, what is, for instance, what is uh, in chemistry for you? 
on why do you need to learn, why do we need to learn chemistry? So give them a kind of an essence and not the stupid chemistry equations and this kind of stuff. No, give them a real, a real essence. So why we have to learn chemistry? What is the benefit of work, benefit out of it? Where can we use it for? Uh, make them also critical. So that is also what we are doing is the, <coughs> in the new way, new way of working, what we're doing, we bring, on, bring in more uh, soft skills in it. So the collaboration, the, the communication, critical thinking and uh, the creativity. And creativity and critical thinking are very important things. And in the old schools, I say creativity is only, was, I wasn't much creativity in it because the curriculum are very fixed in time, time boxed. You have to do with this stuff and this of the subject within a fixed time. But when you put little, uh, little, give them creativity, give them freedom to be creative and let them think about the critical thinking about what they are learning. Then the students, I say it again, become more owner of what they are doing. They become really interested, interested in what they are doing. They understand what they are doing. And the, uh, I call this the four C's, <coughs> creativity, critical thinking, collaboration, and, and uh, communication. And a lot of people, uh, you can compare it with 21st century skills. And I can tell you 21st century skills are 15 or 16 skills, but they're in the four C's, are uh, all included the 21st century skills. 21st century is a little bit in the details. So when you ask me what are the 21st century skills, I say, I don't know, because uh, this is too much for me to remember. But when you ask me the four C's, I know. And that is related, interrelated with this 21st century skills. So for me, the, the soft skills are very, very important. But then you have to, to have guts and courage to believe in the children to trust your children. And in the beginning, <coughs> it takes three to four classes for one hour to get them in the right position to get they can start it. Team formation, explanation of the assignment. And then they are starting by themselves. And, uh, and mostly the students in the beginning, early, uh, they finish earlier one or two classes earlier when they st start for the first time. When you do it more and more and more, so even uh, uh, early, uh, finish earlier a whole semester for six or seven weeks. And I talk by two or three hours in a week. So, uh, and that happens uh, for me the first time, <coughs> six, seven weeks earlier in 2016. And that was amazing also for me, but also for the students. And after that, I, I had really the freedom to let them learn what they want to learn about chemistry. And that is, that it was really uh, amazing. And also the, the, the going into the depth about the theory, they come up with real high level chemistry in it. And, uh, but it was their interest. That was their interest, what they want to show. I want to explain to the other students. So, uh, and that happens every year after that <coughs> with, the, with the classes, six, seven weeks, finish earlier. And that is, yeah, that is, that is uh, very good to see. And also, I learned from my students at that time. Uh, because they come with topics, what I, I don't have in my mind, the creativity and freedom and uh, are in it. That is, yeah, I love it. I love this kind of much. But in the beginning, 
when, when you start with Edit Scrum, it takes uh, a lot of time. My role as a teacher changed into a coach or servant leader, but <coughs> for the students to be the servant. But um, it, it, and it cost for me the first three, four weeks, cost me a lot of energy. Cost in positive way. I'm tired, of course, when you, when you put your energy in it, a lot of energy in it, but then you can not really lay back, but you can, uh, like a helicopter, looking in your classes, what's happening there, and you can uh, give more attention to individuals, students, or individual teams. So your role changed a lot. Well, if I think about the typical classroom that I've come across, and you're saying that the students will potentially have their work done six or seven weeks earlier, and then the teacher has time to let them experiment, explore further, and then the mm -hmm. teacher gets to play more of a helicopter role where he or she can then deep dive into individual students and really help them or help others grow and develop in other areas. That sounds like utopia. Yeah. Now, that is, I think that is not utopia. I think that is a normal, organical way how human beings are in natural life. And that is, that is normal. And I think, now I think I know that learning, everybody, every creature learns. Also animals, plants, every living creature learns. That is natural. And, uh, and uh, we learn from the nature. Uh, we learn what you see around yourself. And going to school, a lot of students don't like going to school because they have to learn at that moment at that time, <laughs> and etc., the topics, what is in the schedule, school schedule. And when you create an environment, when you could create an environment, when students can come to an, an environment, like a school, of, okay, you call the school, and you go in a school where you have uh, uh, experts, teachers, experts, or parents, or whatever, come to the school, and what do you want to learn? and guide them a little bit in the learning process and ask them questions. And then they are really unstoppable. I did this the last two years of my career, last three years of my career in my own school. <coughs> uh, not my own school, but school where I work. And that was really incredible. You have to send out uh, teams going out of the school because the school was closed. Uh, of course, not all teams, but there were teams, I think seven, eight teams out of 30 teams, 35 teams, were staying at school late. And also, in between, other, in between other subjects, they also were thinking and working on their own project they choose for themselves. Well, that's impressive. Willie, can you explain to our listeners, and for listeners that might know about Agile and Scrum at this stage, what would they see if they went into a classroom that was running edu scrum and the agile approach uh, what you can see what you can really see you can go to the youtube channel for edu scrum there are some videos on it but what you will see that uh, mostly when i i am in a classroom or another teacher in a classroom you um i i walk around or sitting be, behind my desk uh, i going from one team to the other team um, you see students working together, uh, they're laughing together, yeah, and, and they're working, they're real working. And you can also go out of your classroom uh, to, uh, to, 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 to 
go to another class. It ha happens sometimes that I have to take care for two or three other classes because my, my uh, colleague is sick. So the, the doors open. So I go, that, uh, I go to one class to the other class and they know what they have to do. And, uh, some, and they know uh, uh, that, that I'm very strict. You know what to do. So please don't cheat me. Then I don't like you. Then you, you, you came in my trust area because I trust you. So I trust that you go on to work. And even when you have a test the next hour for French or English or whatever, and you want to do it in my chemistry class, do it. It's up to you. You can, you are your own owner on your own working <coughs> process. That the freedom, there's they have the freedom. And uh, you don't, yeah, you have the freedom to work in your own schedule. And then when they don't have finished their work yet, for chemistry in my case, they can do that, they, they do by themselves, by their homework. They give, this, they give themselves homework, not me. Sometimes I give advice, then I say, okay, maybe this is advisable that you do the, for next time, you do this and this and this. And in between their working uh, flows, I all, also, I teach, I explain sometimes. Because only let them work. No, you have to call in between three or four classes, hours from one hour, uh, a kind of review moments where you check, where you check, check is a bad word, but you, you go and you ask the students what they learned so far. It can be on the product, it can be on the subject, it can be on the personal or team development. When the, when the process is not working well, I'm sitting there by. And when the, uh, when the students ask for questions about some topics, and this, the topics and the questions are look alike the same, okay, then I explain, explain in 20 or 30 minutes, <laughs> I do the explanation for the whole class. And after that, I do it individually for teams or for, uh, for, for individual teams or for students individually. That's great. And Willie, how, what process does the actual Scrum team go through? That team that you enable them to put together, but what is the process that they follow in the classroom and what are the key components to that? Yeah. So first, you give them assignments. Uh, second, with a, with, with, a y, with, a, with a very good Y in it. Then they make they form teams. After the team formation, they draw their own flips with the, <coughs> with the, the, name, the names, the team logo, the uh, to-do busy done, with the stories on it, with the celebration criteria. The celebration criteria is the same as acceptance criteria. And my students don't like the word acceptance. But that's also cultural and language. But my students don't like acceptance, so they change it, they change it into celebration. Then they make the definition, making working agreements, definition of fun, definition of doing, definition of communication, what they, they make their own rules. That is mostly the left part of the flip. On the right part, they're coming either working part, the right part, to do basically done the task, what they made by themselves. You, they also draw their own uh, run-up chart. The run-up chart is the same as the burn-down chart, but also my students in that year, 2017, they changed it into run-up because burn-down isn't from, they like it, they don't like it, it was negative, so run-up. And impediments. So the whole uh, ceremonies and artifacts are on the flip. We do the same as Scrum. 
And the biggest impediment in schools system now are two things, uh, curriculum and time. And uh, the time is a, is a block, blo is an impediment. And the curriculum is, I think, for now in these days, is too, too much what students have to learn. I don't say we don't, I don't say we don't need a curriculum. Yes, you don't, you need a curriculum, but you can look in nowadays how a curriculum would look like. And then you have to go to the companies and what kind of people, what kind of people they need. And when you look what we educate now students with the old <coughs> curriculum and old school system. And then they're coming into the companies and then they have to unlearn things and then learn new things. So when you bring in the, the students in a kind of an agile mindset, that's are allowed to make failures, that's a learn from failures, and that they can be proud of what they are doing. Then it's easier to make the step outside to go to the, the companies. So that will be also a benefit for the companies. Yeah, it's great. It definitely aligns with where a lot of organizations are looking to take things now and into the future. Yeah. yeah. Willie, what are some challenges that you have seen in educational institutions adopting edgy scrum and agile? Yeah, that is a, that is a very hard, hard way. Uh, when I train uh, teachers in the Netherlands or all over the world, uh, <coughs> the biggest impediment is uh, uh, to implement it into a school. And don't push the teachers that you have to do this new way of working. No, that doesn't work. Uh, please uh, go uh, select maybe three, four, five uh, eager teachers who have already an open mindset, an agile mindset, and have the guts to try, on, to try out some new innovation things. And give them full support and also involve people from the company in it. And uh, that people of the company, the agile coaches or scrum masters or product owners, involve them and to, that they support the, the teachers fully. And when you have three or four teachers working together in one school or maybe more schools, then uh, they can use, they can, you can use them as an example. That other teachers see, hey, what's happening in the classroom? The dynamics are changing. The students work very hard. <coughs> How does it come? So you only don't, only show it. So you get, you get them into a kind of a pull effect and not push, but pull. You create a beachhead of excellence, really, with teachers that are keen to get involved and create that pull-based approach. That's really neat. I think that that is also what we need and that the, the teachers don't, must not afraid that a company uh, guy or woman come into the school and tell something to the students make them involved, bring them together to bring the both best worlds together in a school. And um, also the way of teaching is not only sending out your information, <laughs> but uh, make, it, uh, uh, make it interactive with your students and negotiate with your students, ask them questions. You are not the old school teacher anymore who come into the classroom, teach 50 minutes, go out, next 50 minutes, go out. No, make it interactive. And when you work in teams, uh, then it, there is a lot of interactivity in, into, the, into the class. And the students are not used to it, uh, that they're, they're working together in teams. And the benefits of teams, I don't, have, I don't need to tell it, but the big companies like Google, uh, Apple, whatever, uh, Spotify work in teams, and the power of teams is incredible. 
and that you can bring that. You don't, to tell, you don't need to tell it to the students, they feel it. And you make it explicit when you let them write some uh, retrospective or feedback on the whole process. I'm guessing too, well, I don't need to guess. I've got a nine-year-old boy myself. They look up to these companies too that are achieving such amazing things using agile techniques. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also, uh, uh, why do companies use this way of agile way of working? Because it works. Otherwise, they would already stop a long time ago. It works. And there's also different between do agile or be agile. And that is a process what you have to do, not only go to the Scrum Master course <coughs> uh, and do the, and do, this, do, the, do the techniques, but you have to feel it. You have to feel it in your body. You have to embody it, that you don't only do it in your work, but in your way of thinking. And it takes time. For some people, it is, a, uh, it is an aha effect that you say, oh, wow, now I get it. And they already, in, in, in the split moments, are be agile. Uh, when I, when I, looking back for my... For myself, I, I, I training, I train and I teach Aikido since a martial arts since 1979, a long time ago. And for me, Aikido is the perfect way of be agile and also other martial arts. When you're not agile, you fight against a big wall of a heavy person, strong person, and you will lose. But when you go with the flow and let, <laughs> let this happen and see at that moment and act in the right moment, then you will succeed. And that is the same what's happening in, to the schools and the uh, companies act on the right moment. And sometimes you have to wait uh, when the right moment is coming. When you act too earlier in Aikido, you lose. When you are too late, you lose. But also when you act too earlier or to interrupt your students at a bad moment and a wrong moment, and when you interfere there when they are working <coughs> in, a, in, a, in a very good pace, and, but in, your, in, in my mind was already that I planned, now we have to teach this topic. But when I interrupt their workflow, that wasn't a good moment. So you have to be flexible in this when you teach and when you interact. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, you've had 44 years of teaching and helping children, and you've revolutionized bringing Agile and Scrum into education. What are you focused on now? What's your vision for the future? Uh, my vision is the same. I want to, uh, to, let this, uh, to empower my students, to empower the students. And that is what I miss now because I don't work anymore in the school since December. And I teach now, uh, I train now at the Scrum all over the world. And now I have another kind of uh, students that are the teachers. So what I want to do is to bring it in a more broader way to uh, enlighten the more teachers with an agile mindset to, and to help them, to support them, to bring it into the schools. That is what, my, what I want to do. Um, uh, next to that, uh, we created <coughs> kind of an, uh, a new curriculum, a new school system without a school, but without walls. And we call it light schools. Light schools is a school where we try to pick up, or not try, where we now pick up people with a great, great, great mindset 
bringing together worldwide and uh, bring that bring their philosophy what we bring in and their own philosophy co-created into their own local schools and maybe in time and i hope that we can create real physically light schools but that isn't not not necessary to create physical light schools but also when we do it online and this time of covid <coughs> we are forced to do it online that is also the benefit that we are joining and we connect uh, to the whole world and uh, what's happening now is since since last month we are now training also not only teachers what i did before i tr train only teachers of schools primary schools high schools universities we train all the teachers because they speak the language what's happening into the classroom now we are entering <coughs> the also people from the companies and the training where we are now is a combination of half teachers half company guys and that is really great what's happening there they learn from each other the company guys and girls learn the language of the teachers the the the, the, the teachers learn what's happening in the in the companies and uh, they are, <coughs> uh, that is also a win-win situation. What's happened there? And for yep. the and for the and for the company guys and girls, we give more uh, extra add-on. That means that we learn them to talk about that didactical stuff and pedagogical stuff. Otherwise, they won't be accepted into this school system because there is another level and level energy of understanding what's happening in the classroom. But in the classroom, the same impediments happens in the companies and uh, around what the same problems where you encounter in the companies, you see also in the classroom. We are human beings. We are the same. We act the same. And um, in, 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 in companies, there are a lot of intention now, uh, fortunately, in a good way, that is personal development and HR are very important that we give a personal touch to the people who work in a company and we did it i did it with my students to give them attention to it and then when you give attention to living creatures to your animals to the plants they grow very simple mm, too true well i think the enterprise excellence podcast is all about that too it's about bringing experts from different industries and different backgrounds because I believe and we believe that we can all learn from each other. We're all, all human, all have the same challenges and the same goals and aspirations. Willie, what? That's what, we are, what we are doing also is now <coughs> to bring to what you say about learning from each other, uh, learning from each other and to each other. Now we are creating a, a platform and it calls Agile Living Room, where you come in, where you can enter the room, <coughs> and you can go uh, on the Ediscrim part or the light schools part. You create your own portfolio with your expertise, with your uh, working. You can share uh, with the other participants. So you learn from each other. And uh, uh, you have, we, we have a library, simple. We create a simple library, but the library will fill up by others also. So in the beginning, we have maybe five tips and then Maybe we have 500 tips. I don't know what it, how it will uh, accelerate, but uh, we did this platform is kind of a communication platform like Facebook, but not Facebook, but a, a kind of communication that we're working and learning together to bring what you say 
the companies and the schools together and the schools into the companies. Brilliant. Willie, what advice would you give to someone looking to get involved in EduScrum and actually bringing more agility into their school? Um, yeah, simple to say, uh, take contact with me. I don't, I don't want to make a marketing stuff out of it, but uh, take contact with me and then I can bring you, uh, I can let you uh, contact you with the re representatives of different countries and you can get involved with them. They can, maybe you can look in schools in different countries and um, uh, what's happened there. And uh, when you want to implement it uh, in, 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 in your local situation, uh, talk with your friends about what you see in the educational stuff. How can you support you as an agile expert? Talk with a, a friend or an acquaintance of you uh, who work in a school, uh, go into the school, look in the school, not to teach, but only looking. Feel the energy, feel the, feel the flow. And then um, <coughs> um, uh, learn more about it and um, uh, going to the teachers of coming to me for my information. Um, I think that is work. And what I say in the beginning is not about pu uh, pushing things, but pulling, show. Look at what's happening in the classroom, talk about it and implementation, uh, implement this. And also when you implement it to the school, as, you, as a company guy or a teacher or a trainer want to bring it into the school, you need two levels of people. You need the teachers and you need management. Not only the teacher, not only the management, but both. So they can feel and, and, and know what is the, that the teacher know. We get support from the management and the management see what's happening uh, with the teachers. What, what do the teachers really need? because they are decide what, what they do with the budget. And when they see benefit out of it, they are willing to, to give more benefit, uh, more yeah, priority to the teachers. Thanks for that, Willie. Willie, final question for you. What have you learned recently about your area of expertise that you didn't know before? It was, <laughs> yeah, that is what, what, what I was surprised the last uh, uh, few weeks that what I learned was surprised about the combination of training what I give now for the company and the teachers. That was really awesome what I see for the benefits out of it. Uh, I didn't did it before because of the language, of, because I didn't know the language of the schools, but I say now it is great. And, and, and also that everybody in my eyes is a teacher. Everybody is a teacher. My grandchildren are my teachers. My kids and my teachers, everybody is a teacher. And when, when there's something happening, first look in the mirror and, 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 and why, especially young kids are younger, they are the best mirror for you. When something happens and this, the little kids act in a strange way, for you a strange way, but in an honest way, first look in the mirror, what, what say I wrong or what did I wrong? I think, and therefore for me, everybody is a teacher. And uh, yeah, everybody can learn some, something to the other persons. Well, Willie, thank you for your knowledge that I've gained from you today. I really appreciate the knowledge you shared. It's been amazing. And thank you for helping create a better future for our generations to come. It's really impressive what you're working on. Thank you, Red. Thank you very much for 
uh, asking me questions. <laughs> Willie, how, how, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you? Uh, they can uh, go to my website, edescrum.nl, and uh, say, uh, they can uh, send me an email or, yeah, send me an email. And then I ask mostly, uh, please organize a Zoom meeting. Then we can interact with each other. And then the next step will happen. Well, thanks again, Willie. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, Brett. Thank you for inviting me, of course. My key takeaways from this episode is firstly, the power of empowered small teams with a clear objective in education. We know this is so powerful in organizations. It's just amazing to see the results in the classroom. Finishing terms six weeks early and then moving on to self-directed extension learning. That's truly amazing. The second key insight for me is the, the pressure that this approach takes off teachers when they really get it running. It gives a teacher time and freedom, allowing them to help the children that are struggling without impacting the others. And the final takeaway for me was the work readiness this provides for these children. You know, they're learning best practices before they even reach the workforce. They're gonna be in such demand for these organizations that are looking to be able to achieve and innovate into our future to come. It's truly an amazing program. And Willie has built a really good structure and training approach and development approach to really help schools achieve results. Well done, Willie.